Trickstar Radio. Jimmy Willis. Wake up to Willis. Good morning, dear listener. I do hope you're good and well on this uh, very snowy, chilly Brighton day. It's not that snowy out there, is it, Charmaine? It's not that snowy. No. It's just a bit damp and cold, really. It's... It was all a fuss over nothing again. Did you see snow last night? I, no, I kept, people kept saying on Facebook, oh, it's snowing. I'm like, well, obviously just not in my area. Well, I was over in Worthing and I was looking at all these various Facebook posts of people in Brighton with snow. It's snowing, is it snow where you are, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we didn't get any. No. But when I was coming in on the train this morning, so I was travelling from Worthing to Brighton um, when I got to Hove Station it's all white oh. got to Brighton Station there's no snow <laughs> how bizarre yeah really weird I was hoping I was kind of hoping that it would be like 10 inches of snow outside and I wouldn't have to come in this morning yeah I could just stay in bed <laughs> but it's, it's pretty mank outside if you were um, well you're probably tucked up in bed now or warm which I'm slightly jealous about jealous. But if you are planning to go out hats, scarves and uh, everything on today I would say Jimmy Wills. wait a minute hear this um, it's the 11th of February today, which means Crisis is soon going to be halfway through February. That means spring is coming. I can see it in the distance. And it's only a few months till Christmas. Yeah, yeah. How many shopping days have we got left till Christmas? <laughs> I don't care. I'm so This morning, I really, I've got no jumpers. Haven't you? I have no... I've got two hoodies that I've been wearing for two years, right? And I've got one jumper that you like, that I got from H&M. Oh, yeah. That's it. I have no jumpers, so I've had to go on and buy some online. How have you kept warm? I don't know. You wear t-shirts and a hoodie all the time. I wear t-shirts, a hoodie, and then a coat. Oh, you're such a homeboy. But it's all right. <laughs> I've got some nice new jumpers coming in. Well, I've lost a bit of weight, so I can buy you nice have. clothes again. Listeners, he's looking mighty fine. I am looking fine. I've had a haircut. I know. Gosh, what's happened to you? You're, I don't recognise you anymore. Found a new hairdresser. I quite like finding new hairdressers. Oh, where's this one? This is is in Worthing. It's um a Turkish one. Oh. I've, did, I don't know if you remember. It's about September, I went to Spain. Just before I went, I accidentally got my hair cut in Turkish. Um, and they did your ears. Yeah, they did my ears. They burnt my ears yes, and I stuff. Yes, I remember. But um, I said, and this was last September. I said it was really a nice experience. It was completely different to a normal hair. Normally, you go and have your hair cut, you know. Yeah. But the, the Turkish are really good barbers. But I found one in Worthing, went in it. Blades, it's called. Really nice. And they, they were putting all this spray and all these different things in my hair. They washed mm. your hair. Actually, when I went in, he said, do you want a face mask? Do you want the massage and all that? And I said, no. Um, and he started doing all this stuff in my head. And there was literally 10 different bottles of spray. I don't know what it all does, but they're doing it. And they cut my hair. They burnt all my ear things again, that ear hair that they do with the flame mm. thing, which is a, a very horror. He didn't even say he was going to do it, he just done it. <laughs> but then they, the Turkish barbers, they sort of st- st- like get a blade out and then sort of do all this bit on your forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very sort of carved in nicely. Yeah. Um, and they even sprayed aftershave on me. It was a full experience. But then, by the, the time we get to the end of it, I'm thinking, maybe he thinks I said yes when he said all the extras. And I'm thinking, oh, God, well, he's going to be, like, 30 quid or something. Uh, and it was £11. <gasps> See, being a girl, I would never get it that cheap. I tell you what, that's exactly what my partner said yesterday. She said, you're so lucky. So she's, lucky. She's, she's it's like, um, 30 quid if her friend does it, like, mobile person. But she spends, sort I of, 67. Quid. Yeah, it's madness. Cut I, in colour. I, co- I couldn't be a woman. Ooh, thank God for that. Yeah. You'd make they, a dreadful I, one. Trickstar <laughs> Radio. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hear this. First thing I want to talk about is uh, life after Celebrity Big Brother. <gasps> now, I was a very sad man this year. I watched every episode of Celebrity Big Brother that at nine o'clock every day. 
I was getting in, um, getting into bed, watching it, and I sort of... It becomes part of your life, doesn't it? It becomes part of your life, and it's very sad, very disappointed in myself, um, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do after. I didn't know what I was going to watch at nine o'clock. Um, and what are you watching? Um, well, I've started watching Taboo with Tom Hardy, a new BBC period drama. Uh, have you seen it or heard about it? No and no. It's very bizarre. It's sort of based in uh, 1814. Uh, and James Delaney, who is Tom Hardy, um, reappears in London after 10 years in Africa to claim a mysterious legacy left to him by his father. It's a very bizarre programme. It's, yeah, it's good. My girlfriend likes it, but just because it's got Tom Hardy in it, as most women do like. I don't... Because when... I, I just must be really out of touch because I've been seeing all these posts going, oh, Tom Hardy, oh, Tom Hardy. I thought he was an Olympic swimmer. Oh, my God, Charmaine. You're the first <laughs> woman in the world... That that didn't know who Tom Hardy was. Well, I, I don't know. I just don't, yeah, I just don't. Um, it's good, it's good. I don't ever fully know what's going on. I don't know if I'm silly or or what. Anyone on Facebook Live or our, on Twitter at Trickstar Radio, the, the Tom Hardy programme on BBC uh, Taboo, is anyone watching it? And does anyone actually know what is going on? I'm five episodes in, so I'm up to date. I don't ever really know what's happening. It's good, though. I like it. Um, is yeah. It- Oh, well, I might watch it on catch-up then. Yeah, it's all on the iPlayer. That's what I've watched it on all this week. Um, yeah, watch it this week and let me know what you think next week. Uh, it's good. I just like having something to watch, really. Um, but we're running out of those. Oh, I read a story about a celebrity Big Brother this week. You know in the house there it was that Bianca and Jamie were having this weird relationship oh, yeah. thing. Jamie has dumped her, Ooh. but without telling her, we've done it live on the radio while being interviewed and said he didn't want to be with her. Live on the radio, and Bianca didn't know anything about it, uh, and a journalist had to say to Bianca, and she didn't know anything about it. Isn't that awful? I didn't like that, Jamie. Yeah, no, I did, well, I didn't particularly like him, but she's, he's, she's, she did the same to her boyfriend. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. she was having a fling with Jamie on other. Big Brother, so we, and she basically dumped her boyfriend live, didn't he? Didn't yeah, she? so it's yeah, not good. pot kettle black. That's what I say. <laughs> um, I have. I was eating. This is this is a bit of a weird one, but um, I, you might have seen it on my Facebook this week, Charmaine, about kiwi fruits. Have you seen this? No. Right. So <laughs> basically, I was eating a kiwi fruit because I'm I'm on my fit and healthy lifestyle these days. Um, and I eat a lot of fruit and stuff instead of crisps and chocolate and biscuits and not the crap that makes you fat. Um, but I have kiwi fruit, and my girlfriend was horrified how, that I eat the skin off a of kiwi what fruit. What's wrong with you? Now, but I don't just eat the whole thing like an apple. I cut it into slices, so it's only a little bit of skin. But I love the skin. You're not meant to eat the skin. Yeah, you. Well, this it's is fuzzy this, and horrible. I honestly thought that everyone. Just ate the skin off of kiwis. I didn't know it was a thing not to eat it. But yet you still eat it. Oh, yeah, I still eat it. I googled it. Actually, a lot of the fibre and the vitamins are in the skin. But um, my girlfriend, she's convinced, she said it was horrified. And because it's furry, it she's like horrified. Dirt. So to annoy now, I lick it in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> it really cringes her That's out. That's cruel. So I then asked my girlfriend's mum. I said, do you eat the, the skin off? She said, no, of course I don't. So now I'm thinking, wow, it must just be a family thing. Why aren't you eating the skin? So I've, <laughs> so in, in this sort of situation, 
I took to Twitter, as you always do. I have started a Twitter poll. It is still live, and you have half an hour left to vote on this Twitter poll. I've put out there, is it okay to eat the skin off a kiwi fruit? Right? Yeah. I thought, the, I, the only reason I'd done this, I was going to show my girlfriend, say, look, everyone eats the skin off a kiwi fruit. No, they don't, it turns out. Because at the moment, I've got three <laughs> answers for this question. Yes, no, and I hate kiwi fruits. No, 88% of the votes, people do not eat the skin of kiwi fruits. 4% I hate kiwis, 8% yes. Um, 8% of people eat the skin? Yeah. So Lunatics. there are other people out there. Uh, if you are um, on the Facebook live video, do you eat the skin off of kiwi fruit? Mm. I want to interact. I was pointing at them then, wasn't I? Um, please do get involved. Or at Trickstar Radio, I've just retweeted the tweet. You can actually have a go in the official poll. It's a very serious one this morning. As you see, we don't cover politics and things like that. We talk about kiwi fruits. We cover the serious issues of the day. I'll tell you what else I've done this week, uh, Charmaine. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Well, I was, my girlfriend, she works in retail, so we have different days off to the rest of the world. Like We go and do something on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yeah. The, uh, on Thursday, I went out with her. We went to get a haircut. She had to wait half an hour. I don't really know the reason. I wasn't paying attention. But we didn't have anywhere to go because we weren't in the middle of town. So she's, there was a Morrison's bar nearby. And she said, well, should we just go and sit in Morrison's and have a coffee? I said, well, yeah. So there's a, in the calf. Oh, just not just randomly sitting there. No, no, no. <laughs> we weren't just sat on the floor in Morrison's in the coffee aisle, like eating coffee or anything. Um, but so we, we had a coffee in there. And I was looking around in the calf. And I have decided, and this is not just Morrison's, this is all supermarket calves, are probably one of the most depressing places in the world. Supermarket cafes are. Yeah, supermarket cafes are really dull. Tesco's one in Hove last week. Yeah. It's a bit, it's like a service station. It's a weird. Like service stations. Yeah. Yeah, The the cafes and service stations that are just soulless. It's a soulless, bizarre experience, and the food didn't look all right and everything, but I couldn't eat in there. It was just a bizarre thing. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. I know, obviously, the people that were in there on a Thursday lunchtime are all generally a lot older because people, most people work, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Apart from me. (laughs) Um, And me. No, it's just a weird thing. Uh, I would like your feedback on that Facebook Live. It was funny. The, 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 the service was very good in the one in Tesco. Yeah, oh, yeah, it? and everything was fine. And this lady said to me, oh, she said, uh, I won't do the accent. She said, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're not good at accents. All, <laughs> all comes out borderline racism, whatever accent exactly. you try and do. <laughs> she said, oh, you're wearing Gucci. I said, yes, you're right. Lady with taste. Little did I tell her it was a knockoff. Was it? Uh, but, it was, well, <laughs> yeah, but thank you for the compliment. Um, but uh, yeah, and I would say the coffee was very good in there, but I had, everything was fine. The first service was fine. Everything was fine. Just a bizarre place. Um, soulless. We soulless. still are accepting advertising from Morrison's. I don't think I've cut us off from there completely. Broadcasting live. Wake up to win. Wait a minute. Now, hear this. Good morning on this cold Saturday morning. I think it's light snow going outside at the moment, which is... Uh, is there? Yeah, I don't it's know not, if it's It's only got settle. a bit chilly in the studio. Yeah, there's light snow, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's a bit damp, isn't it? But Settler would have thought. I don't, yeah, it's, I don't, we're not going to get a massive amount, I don't think, are we? I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting when we leave our darkened basement that there's going to be about <laughs> 10 feet of snow outside. Uh, good morning to Nigel, who's on Facebook Live. We are streaming live. Come and get involved. Have your say on what we are talking about. Bless you, shall we? <laughs> you saw sneeze when there was no sneeze. <laughs> I don't a, know what was happening. I'm a true professional that can keep the noise in when uh, I sneeze live. 
Um, right, we've got a few <laughs> stories that I want to talk about. This is, I uh, no, let's talk about Valentine's Day to start with because that is the next event oh, on the Valentine's calendar. Day. After Christmas, you get Christmas, you get New Year's out of the way, and then we have Valentine's Day. That's the next thing on the calendar. Yeah. Now, were you in a relationship last Valentine's Day? Yeah, you were, so it's your second Valentine's Day. With yeah, him. what are you doing this with you? Um, I don't, I don't know at the moment. I, we haven't made any plans because obviously work. Uh, sometimes gets in the way. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see him on Valentine's Day. But if not, we we went we had all last week together mainly, so it was lovely. So we had Valentine's Day last week. <laughs> and if not, if we can see each other next week, then we have it twice. So that's lovely. I've um, got a nice restaurant that I've booked. Have you? Yeah, it's oh. very nice. <laughs> Her favourite one. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. We don't really go out that much now. Oh. So somewhere nice. So it'd be quite nice just to get out and about. You're buying her a present too. Yeah. Um, have you? Have you, now? What is your view on Valentine's Day presents? Is it needed, or would you rather just go out for a nice meal and a card? I'd like a card, and I being you want of, a present. I can tell. No, 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 no. Well, last year was a very unexpected because we only really just started seeing each other, and um, and I, I thought, oh, I'd, you know, maybe if I send a Valentine's Day card, that looks a bit oh, needy, yeah, <laughs> and desperate. And I didn't want to come across as either of those. So I didn't do anything, didn't send him anything in the post or anything. You've got to at least pretend you're not needy and desperate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's <laughs> and going really well. And pretending that you're not. Um, and then he sent me 12 red roses, which was really embarrassing because I got him nothing. <laughs> so he reckons he's off the hook this year and doesn't have to buy me anything. Because I... I mean, I think a little gift's okay. I don't think you should spend a massive amount. No. Of... We've had Christmas. We've just had January. It's an awful no, month. No, I mean... I. Little surprises just throughout the year are quite nice. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be a Hallmark occasion because I do think St. Valentine's is just the patron saint of Hallmark cards. And let's face it, Charmaine, being with me is like a daily delight. It's like Sorry, that just, you get, that's hysterical. It, it's a daily delight. It's like, you know, if you could put love in a box, I would do that, but you can't. It's just there around me oh all day. Oh, my God, love is all around me. I feel a little <laughs> bit sick myself, but I did have that horrible piece of cheese thing from saying so. I don't know what one it is. Um, going on to much serious things about my loving nature. Um, big news for Brighton this week. Plans to create a world-class conference centre and arena at Black Rock next to Brighton Arena have been res- have received a boost with over £12 million of government funding just awarded to the project. Uh, the money is coming via the local enterprise partnership. So that Black Rock site, uh, which has been a derelict, can you believe it, for 30 years? That's where all the raves used to be back in yeah. the day. Yeah. 30 years, prime time space. Why has that been derelict for 30 well, years? Well, even, even they just left everything derelict in Brighton, quite honestly. Look at the arches. Yeah. That's no excuse. That's a massive t- part of Brighton, and they just let that fall apart. So nothing surprises me about Brighton Council. They don't really care. No. Um, unless they get money in their pockets. I've been moaning about it. I, I said earlier on, um, I was always worried that it could be one of these seaside towns that when they're left for 20 years, they will go derelict. People will stop coming. It will destroy the area because millions of people, millions of businesses... Well, they destroyed the area by putting that I-360 up. Who's going? Wow. You, there are no queues. There are no yeah. queues for it anymore. No, I haven't been on it yet. I haven't been on it yet. I don't know how long uh, it's there Prince for. 
invisible. It's there forever. It's there forever. They're not going to spend fifty billion pounds on it just to take it. I don't down. know why they got because they, they couldn't have the wheel and that. Which that was, was part of the, the contract. Yeah, they couldn't have two tourist attractions. It just you can't have two well, tourist like two, attractions. It's like two piers. They couldn't have two piers. One had to burn down, didn't it? You can't have two tourist attractions in the busiest uh, seaside resort in the UK. It's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Honest to goodness. You know the million people that come here every day in the summer is just obviously they need yeah. more stuff to do. Um, but this black rat. Oh, no, we do. Oh, I'm moaning, but no, this is a positive. This whole south coast is being regenerated this is going to be good the black rock development is part of the city's huge waterfront regeneration project whereabouts is black rock near my house uh yeah it's by by the marina oh. yes by by your house basically. oh god it's at More your house banging. for the whole of the last summer i've had bang bang yeah. <laughs> bang from down the marina because building down there couldn't sit on my rooftop hardly this year Blessing. um so the this big huge waterfront regeneration project it would actually see the current Brighton Centre demolished, along with the cinema complex next door. Don't panic. Uh, let me finish. Uh, the site would be redeveloped, including a Churchill Ch- Churchill Square shopping centre. Will be brought right down to the seafront. No. Yeah. But the replacement conference will be on this site, and it will be a ten. There will be a ten thousand seat arena, um, and it's. I think it looks good. It's going to be a world class arena, putting sort of Brighton back on the map for live events, comedy gigs, uh, big sort of stuff. Not near my house, it won't. Yes, well, it's, <laughs> I don't want all that footfall going round Sussex. It's square. kind of happening. It's already happening. Uh, council okay. leader Warren Morgan says it's tremendous boost for the waterfront projects, um, especially for the Black Rock site, where we're hoping to build a world class conference and entertainment venue and put us on put us back on top in table of terms of conference and entertainment venues across Britain. It's a half a billion pound deal that involves not just this site, but the extension of Churchill Square uh, moving down to the sea. From See, I don't I even go into Churchill Square in the best of times. Don't time. you? I, I do. hate that place. I like it. It's just another, talking of soulless, that's yeah. very soulless. It's, <laughs> it's just horrendous. Um, Black Rock is just uh, one of a number of projects across Sussex to receive a funding boost. Um, also, in, the arches. in Worthing, <laughs> £5.6 million is to be invested in their town centre, which is great. Um, yeah, so and a, a lot of this is coming from, in Ada, the government's confidence in the growth of the area is underlined by the £5.7 million investment in the new Monks Farm development, which is the new Lidl site, because um, that's come through, it's bringing money in development all around the area. I, I like to see Brighton building up. I think it's a good thing. Charmaine's not so keen because it's next to a house. <laughs> Basically next to a house. But then I, I'm on this site on Facebook, which is Brighton in the past or Brighton past or Brighton back in the day or whatever it's called. Yeah. And I, Brighton was beautiful. Brighton was beautiful with loads of... Um, you know, beautiful buildings and all the uh, just lovely. And, and and Brighton Council has no soul. They knock it all down. They build these awful concrete buildings that have got no character. And all the traditional beautiful Regency buildings are being demolished. And the, like the walkways because they don't keep up with all the 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 maintenance. And, yeah. so they, and, and so it's their excuse. Oh, knock it down and build a concrete eyesore. Yeah. So shame on you, Brighton Council. <laughs> Um, right, we're going to play a couple of tracks uh, on more important uh, sort of matters for the whole area and Great Britain as a whole. Do you eat the skin off of a kiwi fruit? <laughs> um, to the lighter points <laughs> of today. We, we have a Twitter poll on the go now. Um, go and check it out at Trickstar Radio. 
Um, or oh, the Facebook Live video is struggling. We might have to turn that off. I do apologise. There's not a lot we can do about that, is there, Charmaine? No, we'll just do a little video instead. Yeah, you're missing us. Eight fifty-six here on Trickstar Radio. Good morning. Trickstar Radio. Jimmy Willis. Wake up to Willis. This is a story um, which is it, <laughs> it's awful. I should not laugh because it must have drove everyone around the bend. Um, last weekend at 11pm by Shoreham Harbour one of the you know the really loud horns on them boats no it was ones. faulty and it was just on oh, all no. night how <laughs> could they just cut the wire um, well, I don't know. You can't just go on a boat and cut the wire. I suppose well, you'd have to call them out. It depends where they are. Call them out. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the AA? No, the <laughs> well, the harbour people. They're not there at night normally, are they? No, but you could just cut the wire. I mean, if your horn gets stuck in if your car, if they're sleeping on the boat, if there's someone on the boat, there's not always people on them boats. Oh, I suppose because them boats in Shoreham Harbour. It's a massive big harbour, and you get all big ships that have been out for months coming from all over the world bringing stuff in. Um, and when they get on land, a lot of them go on. Um, they're off the boat for a week because oh. it's their time off. So you can't just go on. Obviously, you can't just go onto someone's boat and cut it up. <laughs> so, uh, that was, uh, but, I would have done had I been the neighbour. But I used to live um, actually on overlooking Shoreham Harbour up until about a year ago, uh, and. I used to hear it coming. When it was foggy, I used to hear them a little bit. But if it was just going off all night, it'd be absolutely horrific. Oh, it'd drive you you hear them, don't you? Because you're by I, the marina. I, well, no, I don't really hear boats, but I do hear the foghorn when it's foggy out. Yeah. Um, and that can be really, like, spooky, just hearing that... Noon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. Hope they get some sleep this weekend. I found a great story about a guy called uh, Craig Bazzara. He's 33, um, and he managed to fail his driving test in five seconds. How? (laughs) Basically, so you you haven't done a driving test, have you? Yes. You have, Mm -hmm. and you failed. Yes. I don't know if it was as bad as this, but basically <laughs> he got in with the instructor. You get into the car. He he pulled out of the the testing centre. He blanked out and wasn't sure what to do. And and he basically had a 50-50 chance of what side of the road to be on. He went on the wrong side of the road. He was driving on the wrong side of the road five seconds into a driving test. That, well, is he is he from England? Yes. Oh, because the thing is, because I've been living in America for so long, that when I came back to England, I got confused about what side... Oh, no, road. yeah, but, I mean, he had never driven on, the, on, on at all in any other country, though. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> he was doing a well, driving test. Well, there's no test. excuse. He shouldn't there be allowed behind a wheel, then. Um, oh, my God, he had a 50-50 chance of getting... Well, what, didn't he copy the other car? The, the 33-year-old says he had a complete mind blank uh, when he got into the car, so he took a 50-50 chance while pulling out the test centre. The examiner even asked him, do you realise you're on the wrong side of the road? Um, to, make ma- <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse, um, Craig then had to carry on the remaining 40 minutes of the driving test because you can't just stop. You have to do the whole test. Um which he drove so well, he did not make a single another <gasps> error, and he would have passed the test easy. Oh, wouldn't you be annoyed? He absolutely, like the rest of the test, he'd done it absolutely perfectly. 
Oh, my God. But the thing is, though, knowing which side of the road to drive on is pretty important because it doesn't matter if you can do a three-point turn or park into a, a reverse into a space. Yeah. You still need to know what side of the... Because you're going to kill a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Both the examiner and Craig instructor agreed they'd never seen anything like this in their combined 50-year careers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig. But oh, anyway, Craig, Craig, the good thing is, it sounds like you can drive. I think you've just had a, a, a bit of a, a I breakdown. I think nerves kick in, don't yeah. they? I'm sure you will be fine, my friend. You just need to do some meditation before you go. I don't know. Some sort of... People do get ridiculously nervous, even if they can do something. And you have to find a technique to control See, that. I'm no good under pressure, she says, doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> the, yeah. But no, in exams, I can't... I find it really... My head does go blank, so I can quite understand. You think... Oh. Yeah. You just panic. Um... We're going to play a track, I think. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Train Spotting 2. They're remaking yet another one of my favourite films. Oh, God, what? Uh, I'm not telling you yet. We've got a story about skinny jeans. Are you wearing them now? I'm not telling you. Uh, no, I'm not wearing them. I'm wearing <laughs> slim fit jeans. Some people shouldn't wear skinny jeans. Do you know what I mean? Not me, obviously. I've yeah, got a you beautiful, I've got a beautiful like bottom. Adonis. I've got a beautiful bottom. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, what else? There's a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to be talking... Oh, Sir Ian McKellen has been to Brighton as well. Yes, I saw he was at the university, wasn't he, the he other day? He was. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that very shortly. Hit us up at Trickstyle Radio on Twitter or Facebook at Trickstyle Radio. Get, 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 get. Jimmy Wills. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. this. We have only a few minutes left of the big, t- big Twitter poll of the morning. This is big... Serious stuff going on. Is it okay to eat the skin off a of kiwi fruit? Um, Charmaine's saying a big fat no, aren't you? Big fat no. Um, basically, everyone's saying no. 88% of the nation say no, it's ridiculous to eat your skin off a kiwi fruit. 8% yes, um, which I think was me. Uh, and I hate kiwis 4%. I can't believe someone's actually put, I hate kiwi fruits. I thought everyone liked kiwi fruits. I thought it was a universal good fruit. I'm not particularly, I mean, I'll eat them, but I don't particularly like them. Don't you? No. Well, it's really weird, right? When I lived in Switzerland, um, I had this kiwi bush. You had a in kiwi my, bush in, in Switzerland? My garden. Yeah, believe it or not, right, I had grapes and kiwi fruit growing in my garden, and I got so many kiwi fruit. Isn't it cold there? yeah. But it's because I was living on the sunny side of Lake Zurich, yeah. you've got more we- oh, good weather or whatever, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, this tree grew so many kiwi fruit, I had no idea what to do with them. I ended up making jam, jam kiwi fruit. Really? Yeah. Never Can made you jam make from jams? It. Well, no, I, I couldn't. I had to look it up on, on, on the internet how to make jam, but th- that's the only time I ever made jam with kiwi fruit. And I... Yeah, I give them to my animals. My animals love them. My little Um, sugar gliders. Your little sugar gliders. Mm. We'll have to bring them in one day. Would they come to the radio studio? Well, they go to bed just about the time I'm getting up. Oh, they're nocturnal, aren't they? Um, I've done uh, a ridiculous thing and Googled where kiwi fruits come from. And it told me New Zealand. And I thought, of course they do. It's a (laughs) kiwi. What an idiot. Jimmy, you moron. What a Uh, moron. Oh, dear. Dear, of course Jimmy. they come from... That probably wasn't right? a good idea to announce to the nation, was yeah, it? Yeah, I know, but, you know, even geniuses like me... <laughs> the, <and> nation. <laughs> the nation. The <laughs> nation. Like we've got more than one listener. <laughs> yeah, of course we have. We've got two. Oh, um, that's all right, then. Make it worthwhile. This week I've been watching Train... I went to watch Train Spotting 2. Oh, I actually went to the Comedia Cinema. I'd never been there before. Right. 
Um, and I liked it in there because it's got lots of leg room for a four, uh, six foot fourer, not four foot. I'll be a <laughs> midget. <I'm not. laughs> You'd have to say that, sorry. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what the political Vertically correctness challenged. is. Uh, I, I, yeah, we'll we stop saying names to small people. <laughs> um, I'm six foot four. The um, seats at the Comedia, which I think is actually the Duke's in the Comedia, yeah. it's called, isn't it? Have yeah. you ever been there? Uh, well, I've been to the Comedia, but not to the cinema there. Um, yes. But lots of leg room. Very good for long-legged people. Uh, it was quite nice. It was spacious. I don't like going to the cinemas where they're a bit dirty and you're all close together and you're next to a smelly old woman. I don't like that yeah, but it was quite yeah, nice yeah. and it was quite it was quite cool Train Spotting 2 my full verdict on it I enjoyed it I'm kind of glad they made it of course they reference the old film a lot and I did like the old film it's sort of it's part of my youth I guess um if I watched it as a 16 year old and didn't know anything about the first film I probably wouldn't be amazing if you know what I mean I will wait till it comes out on DVD I think I, Who I, buys DVDs? Uh, no one buys DVDs. You know there is chance. There is chance that I might be getting Netflix soon. Really? Uh huh. Well, has your boyfriend got it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Look on. Once you got it, with all the other TV shows. He, he, he did threaten. He did well, not threaten me, but he did say that um, because obviously when you've been watching certain programs, it recommends other ones. Yeah. Saying oh, you might it be interested. Does. Yeah, in yeah. I've so he said programs. he said to me, "Be careful what I watch because it will come up on his thing when he logs yeah. on and go, oh, you might like what Keeping Up with yeah. the Kardashians.' <laughs> and he'd be like, "I'm not having that." Do or, you watch that? No. Yes, but you that, do. Uh, well, yes, you do. You mm, can let it all out. Well. Uh, it's for research purposes. <laughs> uh, right, well, the big news, we've just had it in. The final votes are up on the Kiwi situation. Drum roll, please. No one, yeah, no one likes Kiwi's fruit skin apart from me. That's the conclusion <laughs> to that. Bugger. Oh, see, Jimmy Willis, is that going to stop you eating the skin like a lunatic? No, no, not in any way. All the fibre and goodness is in, is in it. I've Googled it, um, and it, I like it. That's that. Well, if it, <laughs> if, if it works for you, Jimmy. It works for me. I like a furry skin. Yeah, well, uh, I've said about that. Uh, right, so Train 2, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, that's that, really. It was average. I was six and a half out of... Uh, no, six out of ten. So okay. It was okay. It wasn't rubbish. But it but wasn't it, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Hot on the Heels of Trainspotting 2, another follow-up of a 90s uh, film, a 90s club culture classic called Human Traffic. Did you ever watch this? Have you ever heard of it? I don't think you would have done. I heard of it, never seen it. Yeah. Well, you know me, I've never seen anything. I mean, people talk to me and go, did you see this? Did you see that? And I'm like, I don't know where I've been. I've Um, been living under a rock. Well, Human Traffic was a big film about basically a weekend uh, of um, a group of friends in Cardiff, I believe, who go basically clubbing. If you listen to Trick already you probably know what human traffic is i will shut up um they're gonna remake it a facebook page has been made there's been no official announcement um but i think danny dyer is going to be in it again of course it was danny dyer's first <sighs> film performance um rumors about the movie started a few months ago when the, when the facebook page emerged called human traffic the revolution um accompanied by the description friends reuni- reunite and have fun in ibiza so it looks like they're all getting back together um, do you not like Danny Dyer, Charmaine, by your sigh halfway through that link? Well, I've heard a rumour 
that Danny Dyer might be up to be the next Doctor Who. Well, uh, there was a story this week, and it's basically Danny Dyer says he would like to be the next Doctor Who. Oh, well, who. he's got a mu- as much chance um, as I have of being the next Doctor he Who. He is put out on his EastEnders future. Good. Basically, he was speaking to the Daily Star this week, uh, and he said he'd be interested in the Doctor Who role. Oh, I could see myself in a scarf and all that. I think uh, I could do it easy and keep my accent too. Um, his admission comes after he cast out on his future in EastEnders, admitting he would like to explore other roles. Uh, what, what other roles that sound the, exactly the same? Uh, Danny joined the BBC One soap in 2013 now. Yes, 2013 Danny Dyer came into EastEnders. After saying, um, I'll, I'll never be in a soap opera until my career is at an end. he may not choose to renew his contract when it runs out in October, which makes me a little sad because I quite like Danny Dyer and EastEnders. I'm going to put it out there. Probably Probably if he wasn't in it, I'm not sure if I would follow it as closely. I don't watch any of the soaps. I used to watch, not like religiously, but I used to watch Coronation Street and EastEnders. And I can't, I can't be bothered with either of them anymore. I can't remember no. the last time I watched them because they're just... Well, EastEnders is just doom. Doom, doom. And Daddy Dyer being doom. Yeah. And aren't that aren't babe, babe, is it babe? Oh, she's gone now. She oh, was gone she on Thursday. She could never act in the first she place. She was awful. She was a commercial actress for a long time. Yeah. In a lot of commercials. And suddenly she's in EastEnders. And all she added was one expression... Um, and she's dreadful, dreadful actress. Um, <laughs> uh, she, she, no, is she is actually all right. Actress. She's she a dreadful right. actress. Yeah. And the, then Coronation Street, I just, I just can't be bothered with it. So yeah, I don't watch any soaps anymore. Um, yeah, that's that then. Soaps, <laughs> don't bother watching Charmaine soaps. Charmaine has spoken. We've got a lot to get through. I want to get. Oh, well, this is one story I definitely want to do this morning. This is about skinny jeans. Charmaine, what is your feeling on skinny jeans? Well. I have got a pair. Yes. And I have had. Well, a com- I was in a commercial where they in, they put they took me to the costume fitting for this commercial, and they went, "Here's your outfit," and it was like a t-shirt with skinny jeans, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm going to be seeing around the world on an advert wearing skinny jeans." <laughs> yeah. Um, but they looked all right. Um, some people shouldn't. People that are so skinny shouldn't wear skinny jeans because it looks like you need a good meal. Or if you're too, too fat, too fat, and I'm going to say it: if you're too fat, <laughs> leggings you have and said skinny it, it's jeans. Too late, out there. Well, mm, just don't. I mean, you may feel comfortable, but you don't look comfortable. <laughs> so, well, how do you feel about them, Jimmy Willis? Well, I, I, yeah, they, they are, they are there. Basically, all the skinny jeans come from. Obviously, you used to wear. Them. My gran used to tell me stories of when she used to get in the bath with her jeans on when she was a kid, um, and when you got out, it made them smaller and stick to your legs. That's what they used to do in the. 50s, 60s. Yeah, I've, I remember, remember people telling me stories about that, getting in the bath and shrinking them. And in the, I think it was the mid-noughties, it was Kate Moss that made them iconic once again. Kate Moss started wearing them uh, and well, Kate Moss was like started. the size zero, 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 yeah, so it's all right. Yeah. Uh, in 2014, skinny-styled jeans took up 76% of the denim market. I can imagine. 76%. I went to one shop that well, shall remain nameless uh, to go and buy some jeans. Now, I didn't want skinny jeans, but the only jeans they had, and they had like 100 different styles yeah. of skinny jean. And yeah. I'm like, but I don't, I want a bit of a bootleg flair. You want a bootleg? See, right, going on to the next bit. 
If you, I went shopping last weekend uh, into the the main sort of the sort of places are your H and M type places. That sort of I don't you know that sort of style. And I noticed because I don't I can't really wear skinny jeans mainly because I'm obese. Um, but You're not <laughs> obese, well maybe a bit. <laughs> uh, moderately obese. Um, so, but I don't like baggy jeans. Straight cut are okay, but because everyone wears skinny jeans, on when it gets down to the boot bit, I want it tighter because um, right. I've looked. I thought I didn't look fashionable. You want but skinny you, ankles then? Well, you can get slim jeans. They're in between, sort of straight and well, they're like skinny jeans, but they're not really skinny. Okay. Um, I will give a demonstration, Charmaine, as I'm educating you. Okay. So these shout. So that's like a, they're not skinny, are they? No. But they're tight. Yes. They show your curvaceous, haven't I got a nice bottom? Figure. I didn't. I looked at your calves to see whether. Okay. They, I didn't look at your bottom. I, <laughs> I don't want your girlfriend or my boyfriends to have a go of me. Look, it's okay to have a look. Just don't touch it. Window <laughs> uh, shop, but you can't buy. So they're slim jeans, and I never had much of a selection. As you said, when I go out, there would only be a couple of type of slim jeans. But I went out this weekend, and I noticed there were a lot more straight, slim, and even boot cut jeans out in the main high street Uh, and i read a story this week in the last one month things are changing um and yes as i say the slight uh the straight slim and even boot cut are coming back this year over the next two or three months you heard it here first on trickstar radio slim jeans will be fading out and the slightly um bigger cut jeans will be coming back you heard it here first from me jimmy willis groundbreaking fashion news ladies and gentlemen it is ground if you have ever seen me you will know i am a fashion icon in the brighton area i wouldn't even say icon i'd say fashion guru guru if you need advice hit me up on twitter i will give you it hashtag fashion guru Good morning to Jersey, who is listening from New York. We've got listeners in New York, Charmaine. Oh, how exciting. How exciting. We're international. The Trickstar Radio has gone international. Um, Right, Kemptown Carnival. This is a massive event. Uh, Attracts about 30... I think it attracted about 30,000 people last year. Um, But unfortunately, we've just had news in. It will not be running this year. Um, but don't panic, the event is only going to be put on hold and hopefully uh, on again in 2018. So last year, it's estimated 30,000 people were attracted to the event that happened in June. Um, but organi- organisers basically need to raise around £65,000 to ensure the event will happen in 2018. So they're sort of having a bit of a stand back and, and trying to sort it out, I think. Uh it look, it's, the, it's not the first time the Kemptown Carnival has not taken place because in 2015 it also had a break. Um, director Matt Cook, uh, yeah, and has just announced that it won't be running this year. Sometimes I, I think it's a good idea if you need a bit more money for security or to make the event as good as it can be, instead of just going ahead and running it like uh, some people do, uh, just take a step back, have a year out, uh, yeah. regroup, get people some will money. appreciate come. it more next yeah. year. Yeah, so things don't have to be every year. I, I don't yeah. mind it. No, and it's. it's, it's, it's actually good it's because it puts Kemp Town on the map because people know Brighton and people, tourists come to Brighton yeah. and then they don't really know about Kemp Town no they don't no. Kemp Town's lovely it's got its quirky little shops and lovely bars and and, and, and just very quaint the only time the people Americans ever know it, it's always on like uh, antique shops Kemp Town yeah a, I've never, I don't really know them. the You're flea known, market but, is brilliant yeah. there and I would buy everything in that flea market if I could um, and it's got the hand in hand pub in Kemp Town which is brilliant and, and the Thomas Kemp and it's got some lovely places 
places. So they, the festival is always a good thing because people go, oh, look, this is a place called Kemp Town. Yeah. And um, it's where I live. Next up, I wanted to, I was mentioning this at the start of the show, I wanted to get some of you, the dear listener, to let me know about something. Um, this week, ministers met for a debate on what to do about um, aggressive seagulls. Um, they met for 90 minutes on Tuesday um, in Parliament, um, and they were going to have a meeting about protecting coastal towns and cities. Um, but I never found out the result of what they said. Maybe us poor people don't get to find out about these things that happen in parliament until after or what i don't know what have you ever what are they hiding stuff about seagulls from us i, I don't know well i'm I, just generally what happens in parliament it's all televised isn't it these days a I lot thought. of it's televised and on the big issues like their own pay and stuff they'll they'll fill up the, all the yeah. seats but if it's about something nurses important, or something nurses, there'll be like three of them yeah asleep normally um but have you ever seen an aggressive seagull in brighton Oh, goodness, I've been attacked by an aggressive seagull in Brighton. Well, what happened, it was ages ago, actually, my friends, uh, I went to my friend's house and some baby seagulls had fallen out of their nest onto the pavement just by the front door of my friend's house. So the the parents of seagulls were being really protective, obviously, they didn't want anyone to attack their babies. Yeah. So I've gone into my friend's house and we'd had a cup of tea and all a lovely time and a catch-up and then when I went to leave and opened the front door... The, obviously, the parent seagulls thought I was going to attack their babies and just came at me. Really? Came at me. And I'm like, but I'm not doing anything. And my friend had to scare them away while I ran down the road to try and escape the clutches of these awful killer seagulls. So what would you do for, to, against the killer seagulls? What would be your solution? <laughs> I mean, this is really dramatic. It's like a Hollywood film. It was. It was a bit like the birds for Alfred Hitchcock. And what would you do about them? I... Don't I'm not I'm not into killing animals. I really am not. Um, eat them. Eat them. You can't eat a seagull. No, I don't think so. I'm sure you could. If you... <laughs> so you can eat anything, can't you? Guys can eat this iPhone. I'm not saying it's going to be any good for me. You can eat anything. Um, I don't know what to do about them. Okay. I mean, well, we're going to find out next week. Hopefully, hopefully Parliament have sorted it out, and we uh, as, uh, as mere mortals don't have to make. They these don't decisions. have to be vicious seagulls because I remember I had some tame ones on my roof terrace. I yeah, tamed you, them. You called it. What did you call it? Jonathan. Jonathan the and seagull. David Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually real. Um, right, <laughs> this is kind of bizarre, bizarre lady. You are, so you me? can train them. You don't have to kill them. You just train them to be you nice. Just, <laughs> um, give school. them all names and bring them to your houses. That's Charmaine's advice on the killer seagull situation. <laughs> Moving on to something very similar. Hollywood, Hollywood actor Sir Ian McKellen uh, took to stage this week at Brighton College to talk to pupils about his long, uh, lifelong struggles with homophobia. Um, because he's an ambassador for LGBT rights charity Stonewall, um, which is a great charity. Go and check those out. Um, of course, he's known for his big uh, roles in Game of... Uh, not uh, What's it called? Lord of the Rings. That's the one. Um, uh, X-Men, Richard III. He's been in lots of things, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a very good actor. Um, and apparently he went on making a film reference was the first thing he said um, for all the, the Gandalf fans. Um, but I don't know much about all that. No, I've never, appara- it, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. No, no. See, I thought Gandalf was Harry Potter. That's how much I know about it. I have no idea Finger about... Finger on the pulse there. Yeah, well, I'm going to Harry Potter world. I've meant to have watched all the films. I've gone to Harry Potter world in, a, in about a month's time, and I need to watch every Harry Potter film before I go there, which sounds very tedious. I just... I found it very boring, Harry Potter, after the first couple of books. Yeah. But people love it, don't they? they people love it. love it. Bit of escapism. Right. Um, let's play a track. Um, 
and then we're going to come back. We're going to have a quick chat to KP. We haven't got much time left. It just makes me sad. It makes me sad. Broadcasting live. Trickstar Radio. Wait a minute. Now, hear this. Seamless. <laughs> 9.53 here on Trickstar Radio. I've been Jimmy Willis. Charmaine, thank you ever so much for time this morning, my, my dear. My pleasure. See you again uh, next week, Are I Are you hope. back in next Saturday? I think so. I have to check the diary. Get me up people to ring your people and all that, but yes. Fantastic. Um, have a good... Oh, you're playing tonight. Where are you playing? Very oh. quickly. Tonight I'm at the Carolina Brunswick. Uh, funny, fir- uh, sorry, silly Saturdays. I'm um, seeing brilliant lineup and mystery surprise headliner. Fantastic! Get down there uh, and check out Charmaine. Have a good Saturday. Ta-ra. Katie P, how are you, my dear? I'm doing good, thank you. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Will- <laughs> Willis, can you hear me? Willis. <laughs> Hello, Ellie. Hi. So little Laura's still away. She is. She's back, and hopefully she's back next Friday. But she and Saturday. But she lands. She lands next Friday. So God she's going to be knackered because that's a long haul, isn't it? So you never know. I might be calling on Ellie again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. You can have a little new dynamic group going yeah. on. Um, I hope she's. Have you seen much pictures? I haven't seen that much activity from her. No, she's been. I'm kind of glad for her because I think she needed a bit of break from social media. Now, I yeah, think, I think so. You as get well. a bit obsessed with it, don't you? You do get obsessed. With it. I saw she did Says post me, Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so what have we got in today's show, girls? A lot. It's kind of sex, love, heartbreak, porn. It's like loose women. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're fully, fully Valentine's themed. But for, for everybody, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or you hate Valentine's or you love it or whatever, yeah. we thought we'd cater to all. Yeah, there's something for everyone. I was. I asked someone this morning, Is it? do you have to buy your partner a gift for Valentine's Day? Or, before mm. you answer it, if <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> if I was to take someone to a nice restaurant, pay for it, a card, would I be expected to buy a present as well? No. No, same thing. That's what no. I thought. No. Charmaine wanted gifts as everything. I did not. <laughs> I, think, I think it's because it's so soon after Christmas as well. It's know, a hard it's, month, January. Yeah, I've only yeah. just got back on top of things. And also just for, like, inspiration <laughs> for presents. Like, you've bought everything. God, it's my so, birthday March as well, you see, as well. So uh, it's February, December, February, March. Oh. Uh, so I personally <laughs> don't think you need to buy someone a present to prove that I mean, you love them. Uh, <laughs> so soppy, Ellie. In the real world. But, but, <laughs> in the real world, you have to buy people to keep them there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you organised your Valentine's Day special and are you doing it on Valentine's Day? I am Bye on, Charmaine. Bye Charmaine. <laughs> on Valentine's Day, the my other half is in Dubai, so I'm going Fantastic, to be, cheap. Oh uh, yeah, cheap. Microwave meal for one and on the lap in front of EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic. I'm going out for a date night with my mate, Jenna. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> so do you men. Ellie? Um, oh, do you know it's a Tuesday night? Isn't it's it? a Tuesday night. Oh, I'll probably just stay in. Might get a takeaway. There's no point in going out for dinner because everywhere's just going to be rammed. And yeah. will you be with your? Have you got a partner? Yeah, you I'll have be with uh, my boyfriend. So you'll we, be together. And watch we're not TV. bothered about it, to be honest. We're not big valentine's day no really i'm not too bothered i liked it when i was little and my dad would give me a card and knock on the door and then run (laughs) (laughs) and write in his left hand you're the fittest girl on our street (laughs) (laughs) my dad used to do that he sent me a card from anonymous and it was to my dimple knees (laughs) 
<laughs> what does that even mean? Well, because you got fat knees. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd get you the fittest girl in class. That is, oh my God, there's something so weird about this. Isn't there is, it? It, get, before it gets any weirder, I'm going to leave the rest of it to you, KP and Ellie, on from 10am. Thank you for listening, dear listener. Come and check out the podcast on Mixcloud, iTunes, uh, and wherever you listen to your podcast from. Broadcasting live. Wake up to win it. Wait a minute.